Hi, creepy friends. We are so excited to share that we are now on Patreon. So if you've ever shared this show with a friend, gotten some value from the advice we've given or wondered, how can I support a show that I love? Then please consider supporting us on Patreon. When you support our show for just seven bucks a month, you'll have access to our Patreon community and enable Scope Creep to continue our mission of helping you build a business that's good for your mind, body, and bank account. Scope Creep will always be free wherever you get your podcasts, but your support means we'll be able to continue to produce this show and bring you more content to help you build your business. To support Scope Creep, head to patreon.com slash scope creep. That's patreon.com slash scope creep. And now here's the show. Welcome to Scope Creep. We're taking a brief holiday hiatus, but we'll be back to our regularly scheduled ranting in the new year. In the meantime, we're sharing some shit you can't skip for building your business in 2024. Whether you're crafting your corporate exit plan or just looking to get organized for tax season as a freelancer, these upcoming mini episodes are designed to help you get your shit together as we head into the new year. Last week, we talked about the ways we look back on our years as business owners and how we use the hard lessons to move forward and build better for us businesses year over year, ones where we follow our hell no manifestos and stop working with shitty clients. So now we're talking about how we'll work with the hardest clients of all, ourselves, in the new year. Today, we're thinking about the changes we're making in our own businesses so we can make more money, streamline our operations, and build better relationships. So Liz, what is changing in your business in 2024 as far as how you run things, how you steer the ship? Yeah. So goddess willing, revenue will (laughs) continue to be up because I really really I'm going to need to start outsourcing some things and expanding certain parts of my business and shuttering other parts of my business. Mm-hmm. And that like we often say like this is for a season. I'm not, you know, throwing anything away completely, but I really just felt really wanting to be in the zone of more writing, less piecemeal strategy or not doing as much strategy and then not being a part of fulfillment. I know that's kind of the opposite of where you're right yeah. you are at right yeah. now. But I've realized it is such a lift for me to do isolated messaging strategy and content strategy and then all of a sudden like abruptly ending that relationship. I'll do it for like the one day intensives that I offer, but I've yeah. just been really challenged to do that work in a way that makes sense for how I bill for it because it seems like such a truncated agreement or contract, but there's so much value in it. So it's really hard to price. So I'm trying to either couple strategy and writing bundle together because that's just more efficient for my clients or just be more so focused on writing, at least just for 2024. And within that, I recently hired some design help and took some things off my plate that allowed for capacity for me to do what I'm good at instead of trying to like muddle through things that I'm shitty at. And wouldn't you know, (laughs) it felt so good. It felt so good and and it made the work so much better. So don't hold me to this, although maybe you should. That's what I'm thinking for the year ahead. But what about you? What's changing? Well, I love that you said it's hard to end some of those projects. Like they just kind of linger. So that kind of great segue. I am trying to build a better offboarding process. And Mm -hmm. this has been something that has been on my list since I started because it's so unceremonious. I'm like, all right, great working with you. Here's your invoice. Or it just lingers like you're saying. And it's just like, when does this actually end? In addition to building onboarding processes, one of my main focuses for the latter part of this year has been 
just systems and automating. Like I know you talked about outsourcing, which I have started to do some of that. And it I call it more collaborating than outsourcing even. But part of that has made my own workflows a little clunky. And now I'm trying to automate some of those and just basically document them because it's all in my head right now and it's not helpful for anybody. So I'm trying to automate the onboarding and offboarding process and kind of everything in between and just like lean into more single system places instead of like hodgepodging a few things together. I honestly need to get better about spending money on things that Mm -hmm. are going to like save me time instead of taking shortcuts. And that is just a hard thing for me. I will go buy literally anything. If if you were like, hey, do you want to go get a fancy lunch today? I'd be like, hell yeah. But then if I'm like, oh, I got to pay $10 a month for this thing that's going <laughs> to save me four hours a month. No way. What is that? Why um, are we like this? It was the first conversation. Why are we like this? Episode yes. one. I don't think we have an answer yet. <laughs> we're still working on that. Yes. So I guess just looking forward, I'm trying to be a better client to myself by spending money where it's going to save me time. This is a big question. Are you firing any clients in the new year? TBD. I I feel like I should. I should, but I'm kind of in this transition period right now where I'm trying to onboard a new client that would replace the client mm-hmm. I'm trying to get rid of. And it's just super clunky. Just approval processes, contracting, you know the dance can be quite extensive. Yeah. Automation. Um, automation. <laughs> Yeah, I can't say too much on the air because it might identify them. But yeah, that's not always possible. So I'm, I'm I'm rolling with it. Maybe I know for sure that I'm firing preemptively, aka not accepting <laughs> certain types of work anymore, certain requests, certain turnaround requests, things that looking back, despite my kind of scramble to bring business in the door this year, I still managed to screw myself over multiple times. <laughs> by saying yes when I should have said no. I'm not following that hell no manifesto that we talk about. So still working on that. Yeah. Still working on that too. What about yeah. you? Anybody I, get in the boot? I'm, I don't think so because I don't really work on retainers with a lot of people. I shared that one of my clients is actually shifting her business. And so we're parting ways. And it's kind of like a good opportunity, I think, for both of us. I've really enjoyed working with her. So it, it's like a sad like bittersweet, if you will. But that's the only one that I won't have next year. And I won't even say firing. It's more like we decided to both quit. Was it um, a, a conscious <laughs> uncoupling? <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. But I think I'm, I am thinking about my current client roster, though, and how I bring them all up to the same rate. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and for my sake, as far as my bottom line, but also for my own sanity, trying to keep track of like, what did they pay me? What did I tell them? You know, and it's like, why did I do this to myself? Why did I, why did I dig this hole? So yeah, again, that's like processes, automations, getting my shit together on my end, learning to say no, the list goes on. It does. (laughs) So we're thinking about, you know, the question of rates, the question of client fit and and who's going to come with us into 2024. But something else I've been thinking about also is niche. We talk a lot on the show about the importance of niching down and known for being really good at something, whether that's, you know, brand strategy or in my case, like health tech, a certain industry. But I've been thinking a bit about whether I want to maybe toy around with expanding a little bit and maybe dipping into Mm. things like ed tech or sex tech or fem tech, all of these other techie things that I love. 
I think the opportunity is certainly there. And I'm trying to think not about just 2024. I'm trying to think about like 2030 and how do I build more agility into my brand without diluting, you know, the brand that I've worked really hard to build. So I'm curious if if you think about that at all for the year ahead. Yeah, I feel like similarly, I've shared that I'm not niched into a specific industry. And I feel like it would be hard for me to just because my background is kind of all over the place as far as what I've done and what I like to work on. It's just like the way my brain works. But I think my service offering is going to expand a little bit to still serve the same clients. But thinking about like, how can I serve people who I've worked with before in a way that still keeps me out of like implementation, but like more on a consulting level? How can I serve new clients who may not be ready to invest in like a full on brand strategy, whether that's with me or with Strange Salt as a whole? I'm thinking about expanding like service offering specifically rather than expanding who I work with. I still really want to focus on like the the kind of niche for me as small business owner, solopreneur, founder sort of yeah. style, but basically just trying to figure out how I can serve those people. And that. then like just to bring it full circle back to processes, like how do I do those new services without breaking my brain and like reinventing the wheel as far as like right. things I already have set up? Like basically what can I take that I've already set up and filter out to get to a smaller offering or whatever, just so I don't like make more work for myself. Yeah. It's like preventing ourselves from doing the client thing that we hate, which is like the shiny object (laughs) disease (laughs) where where it's like, oh, I read about this on, you know, XYZ forum or on LinkedIn or whatever. I think we need to do this now. And it's like, well, wait a minute. (laughs) Girl, I... Let's not do that. Because I always have ideas and you and I brainstorm stuff all the time. And... I think that like creative burst is so cool and important, but at the same time, like we don't want, we don't want to break, we don't want to break our brains or our brands in the process. I know. I just get so excited about new things. I need to just like make new friends, but keep the old, like make new services, but keep the old. Um. (laughs) To a point. (laughs) (laughs) To a point. Based on capacity and market demand. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for tuning into this week's holiday episode of Scope Creep. We're your hosts, Liz Talego and Jamie Cox. We'll be back next week with some more shit you can't skip as we head into the new year. If you loved Scope Creep, leave us a five-star review. And if you didn't love us, then just please leave. This episode was edited by Lauren and Cody at Dark Wave Audio Lab. You can find us on Instagram at Scope Creep Show. You can find Jamie at J-M-E-R Cox and Liz at L-I-Z-T-A-L-A-G-O. If you have a topic you'd love for us to discuss or a question you want answered, you can email us at scopecreepshow at gmail.com. Until next time, stay creepy.